In today's episode, I'm going to share some insights that I learned from a delightful little book that I read. It's called Co-Creation at Its Best, A Conversation Between Master Teachers. It's with Dr. Wayne Dyer and Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham. I was really surprised by some of the questions that Wayne was asking Abraham during their interaction. Wayne Dyer had written over 40 books on the subject, and it was really interesting to me what he focused on during the interview. At the same time, I was very comforted by the familiarity of the answers that were given by Abraham through Esther as they had this conversation. Esther Hicks has been channeling Abraham I think since the 1980s. I feel very fortunate to have found this book with this conversation because it was very shortly thereafter that Wayne transitioned into spirit. This is the only time that these two thought leaders connected in this way. Very powerful. In addition to talking about some of the insights I gained from the book, we're also going to talk about four practical tips and strategies that you can use to bring the law of attraction into your day-to-day life. We're going to wrap it up with a really fun exercise that's going to be the perfect start to the new year ahead. If you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome. Danette here. Thank you for joining me on the Shine First Today podcast. If you're interested in learning how to be highly productive without feeling stressed out, then please consider liking and subscribing so that you can stay informed when we release new episodes like this one. Hello and welcome. My name is Danette Lowe, and this is Shine First Today, where we help you learn how to follow your own internal guidance system. Thank you for joining us. Before we get started, I'd like to mention that we're launching a book club for our email newsletter subscribers. I have always wanted to be part of a book club, and I think with today's digital and virtual age, it's going to be so easy for those of us to connect across different time zones. I'm going to do it early in the day Pacific time so that our friends in the UK and elsewhere can join us. We're going to cover one productivity book per month. I hope you'll consider joining us for that. We'll put information in the show notes below. I found this little book on a recent trip to Lake Shasta. My husband and I were traveling on a road trip, and we popped into one of our favorite little shops. It's called Soul Connections. You might have heard of it. And I was wandering through the shop and looking at the different things, and I wasn't really particularly looking for a book, but I happened upon the section, and I saw this book, and it was a conversation between Dr. Wayne Dyer and Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham. And I got so excited. I was standing in the bookstore, and I literally felt chills running down my spine. I thought, Wayne, as we know, has transitioned into spirit, and this conversation had never happened before. It was so interesting to hear some of the questions that Wayne was asking. So a little bit of background. 
Dr. Wayne Dyer has written over 40 books. One of his most well-known books is called Your Erroneous Zones. You might have heard of it. He is a wonderful spiritual thought leader in this community. Esther Hicks has been channeling Abraham for a very long time, as we said earlier. Their work focuses mainly on the law of attraction. One of my favorite books by Esther Hicks is Ask and It is Given. And the theory is that once you have a wish or a desire, it is immediately deposited into your vortex. And it's up to us to get ourselves in alignment with our vortex so that we can have that thing that we desire come into our physical reality. To have the opportunity to read the exchange between these two level of thought leaders is so exciting to me. So what were some of my key takeaways? Well, a lot of the questions in the book, interestingly, that Wayne asked Abraham were around death, dying, and transitioning, and what happens to spirit. He had lost his mother, and he was frustrated that he didn't feel as connected to her as he had hoped or wanted. He felt that there was a distance. He felt like he didn't dream of her often, and he didn't feel her presence often. And when he asked Abraham that question, is my mother with me? Abraham's response is, yes, your mother has transitioned into pure love, into pure energetic love. And it is us as humans are not at that level of pure love to where we can feel the loved one that has passed. Abraham talked a little bit about what Esther went through when Jerry passed away. The point was that our loved ones are with us after they transition, and they are with us all the time. It's that it's us that sometimes have a hard time feeling their presence. It's hard for us sometimes as humans because we're focused on the good things that are happening in life, the bad things that are happening in life. It's hard for us to be at that pure level of love that we need to be to interact with them. But Abraham was very positive that our loved ones are with us. They're watching in on us. They're accessible to us. And they live in an energetic field of pure, unconditional love. I thought that was just beautiful. In the conversation of the book, Wayne shares a couple of very personal stories about pivotal moments in his life where something really significant changed. The first that he talked about was his relationship with his father. His father was an absentee father, and it created a lot of hardship being raised by a single mom. And he had a lot of anger, a lot of anger towards his father. Over the years, that anger festered and grew. His dad passed away. And at some point in time, he went to visit the cemetery where his dad was buried. And he went and just had it out with his father and just said all the things at the cemetery that he had wanted to say. And he was just just wrecked after uh, crying and in tears. He said that was very cathartic in a way that his life changed from that moment. 
he had said all the things that he wanted to say, and he let all the emotion and all the hatred that he had been holding, he let that out and released it. And he said he, he just knew at that moment he was different. The question that he asked Abraham, which really surprised me, was, does my dad love me? Abraham said, yes, unequivocally. Your dad loves you. It was when your dad was human, we don't know what your dad was going through. And they talked about that. His dad is in spirit form. His dad is in the place of unconditional love. But when he was a human, he might have been pinched off from the understanding of that unconditional love. It wasn't what Wayne would have wanted from his father. And Abraham pointed out that it was part of the process of making Wayne who he was. It was part of how Wayne got to where he was because of the turbulent relationship with his father as a young man. So he might have gotten to where he was, but it wouldn't have been as fast. His dad was like a catalyst for a lot of the things that Wayne understood to be true. I thought that was a really powerful commentary. A lot of times we wish other people were different. We wish our family members or even our friends behaved in a different way or did something different. And Abraham is suggesting that we just take a step back and remember that all of us are connected to the energy that creates worlds and that unconditional love is loving on all of us unconditionally. And even though we and our human selves may not express it the way someone else would like us to. So that was a really interesting, pivotal moment in his life. Wayne looked at it as a kind of challenge, and maybe he wished he hadn't had it, but Abraham was saying, no, that's part of your strength. That's part of what made you who you are today. The other pivotal moment in Wayne's life he talked about was when he earned tenure at the university. Tenure is the holy grail of what teachers are looking for. It means a guaranteed income. It means you are not going to be able to get fired and you have benefits. It's something that all teachers aspire to earn. When he earned his tenure, he said he was driving in the car and he had a complete meltdown. He said he pulled over the car. He was just shaking, is how he described it. And he turned the car around and went back and gave notice. He quit. He did not accept tenure. He quit. So imagine that choice. He was faced with option A to accept tenure and have a lifetime of security and benefits. Option B was completely unknown. He had no idea what option B looked like. And he chose option B. He chose to go into the unknown head first. He said he was so afraid when he quit that job. Abraham's comment in this sentence, and it just gave me the chills. Abraham's comment was, you gave up your bondage. 
Wow, that is amazing. You know, the safety and security that came with earning tenure and Abraham called it bondage. Wayne went on to say that in the following 12 months, he earned more money than he had in the previous 36 years of his work life combined. Isn't that crazy? Sometimes we have really difficult decisions to make, and it is often so easy to pick the path that is known, and it is so hard sometimes to take that leap of excitement and that leap of adventure to go into the path that is unknown. This conversation is reminding us how rewarding it can potentially be to live in alignment with what your heart is telling you. When he had the panic attack, essentially, about accepting tenure, that's a sign that that wasn't the right move to make. And he, thankfully for all of us, he chose to go on to write all of those books. The other insight I wanted to share before we get into our tips and strategies is that I was surprised by some of the questions that Wayne was asking and some of the stories that Abraham shared about Esther, in that you would think that these two out of anyone has it all figured out. And the reality is they don't have it all figured out. They are human. They have wants, desires. They get you know, tripped up on themselves, just like all of us. I know I certainly sometimes have a tendency to think that other person has it all together. Oh, I wish I was like this. I wish I was like that. And the reality is all have sort of the same questions. There's so much being made in the news and everywhere you look today about our differences But in reality, we have so much more in common. There is so much more that connects us than separates us. And I think that was one of my major takeaways from reading this book, that our lives are a journey of learning and growing. And asking questions leads to new understanding and new insights. I often say, like, I already know what I know. I want to know what somebody else knows. I want to know if someone has a different opinion than I do on a subject. I want to know why. I want to know what they're thinking, especially when it comes to political, because we have such diverse opinions right now in the political arena. I'm really fascinated when someone has a different viewpoint than I do, because I want to know where they got to that. That's where I feel like I'm going to have learning. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the law of attraction. In Esther Hicks' book, Ask and It Is Given, the law of attraction is about having a desire, having a wish or a want, and how to bring that into your physical reality. How to bring something that you want from your imagination into your physical reality. Sometimes what you don't want is easier to identify. So the law of attraction says if you're constantly focused on the negative outcome, 
that's all the universe is going to understand, so you're going to get more of the same. The law of attraction is about reframing what you don't want into the positive of what you do want and not getting stuck in being focused on the negative. It's saying that if you can imagine the positive thing that you do want in a positive way and hold the intention and hold the energy of the thing happening in the positive, it will come to you. So how can we incorporate some of these fun things into our day-to-day lives? I have four suggestions for you today to help bring the law of attraction into your life more. The first one is to maintain a positive mindset. Focus on transforming negative thoughts into positive ones. Cultivating a positive outlook can influence your perception and open up more opportunities for positive outcomes. It was so apparent this past week at the conference I attended. We started off the event in a very fun way. Some of the people that attended had had t-shirts made and there was a level of camaraderie and laughter. And throughout the conference, by starting off in a positive mindset and in a joyful mindset, the whole entire conference ended up being so much fun. Sometimes if you're not feeling good, if you're not feeling your best, Abraham will say, go take a nap. I think that's brilliant. That's actually one of my favorite things to do. If I'm stressed out and things aren't going well for me, sometimes I think I just need to lay down for a few minutes. And cultivating a positive mindset and keeping that with you and just making everyday life fun. The next strategy is visualization. If you want to bring something into your life You want to visualize it as if it has already happened. You want to see yourself as if the goal has already been achieved. Detailed and vivid mental images of your desired outcomes. This helps reinforce your goals and aligns your subconscious with your aspirations. The important point here is to feel your energy and your emotions. I took the idea from a speech I gave over the summer. It was called Thriving in the Fast Lane. And I took my notes from that speech and converted it into a 90-day planner that has an ISBN number. I spend a lot of time visualizing what the end outcome is going to look like. The next big tip for me is journaling. I, as you probably know by now, am a huge fan of journaling. Journaling is probably the most important tool in my toolbox. If I have any kind of problem, if I have any kind of stress, I sit down and I start to write down what it is, why is it bothering me, and what I have found is that when I write things down, it's like I don't think in circular thinking. Once I write something down, then I write the next thing down, and then I write the next thing down. As opposed to when I just think about something, it's like the thoughts just circle and circle around in a loop, and you might replay a scene, you might replay a conversation, 
So when I'm just thinking about something that I'm worried about, I do a lot of circular thinking. But when I get out a pen and paper and a journal and write it down, then I feel like I move the issue forward. The fourth tip on our list today is to schedule some time in your schedule to be present with your goals. Create the time that you're going to work on your goals as important. The time that you spend thinking about the positive outcomes is important. Abraham said in the book, what you think about all day long is what you become. So as you're trying to attract things into your life, you want to spend some time thinking about them. And the best way to do that is to create an appointment with yourself in your schedule. In this crazy, hectic world that we live in with so much going on, it's so important to schedule some time to yourself, to take care of yourself, to work on thinking about the things that you want to achieve. Now I want to talk about a fun exercise that you can do. It's called a dream board exercise. And you're going to take and get a bulletin board or a piece of construction paper, get some magazines out or print off some pictures from the computer. And to make your dream board, you want to start by setting your intention. Sit for a few minutes and think about what is it that you want to achieve in your life? What is it that you want to have? And sit down and really set the intention for the project. The next step is to gather inspirational materials. Go through the computer and print out pictures, go to different webs, get some magazines, and gather together the materials to put on your dream board. The next step is actually to create your dream board. If you're using a bulletin board, you can pin the pictures on, move things around, and let it create energy for you. Let it be personal. There's no wrong way to do this. One of the things I like to do is put watercolor on paper and then write words on. Once your board is complete, then you want to display it somewhere that you're going to see it every single day. One of the things I did recently was I painted a picture of a gecko in kind of a funny pose. He has glasses on. That's one of my goals for 2024 is to do more painting and spend more time on my art. And having that picture of the gecko in my living room is a visual reminder every day of my desire to paint more. So put your dream board someplace that you can see it as you move throughout the day. And if you feel like it's silly, that's okay. Uh, be silly. Let it bring you joy and laughter. The main thing is to have fun, to have fun with this whole process, to be joyful in everything that you do. I was so grateful to have found this book, this conversation that was a once-in-a-lifetime conversation between these two individuals. It was so inspiring. I'm so grateful that Wayne didn't take the tenured job and continued to write books. I'll put links for 
both Wayne and Esther in the description below. I also have an ask of you. Could you please write in the comments what your experience has been with either Wayne or Esther? How have their writings affected you in your life? What experience have you had with the Law of Attraction? I recently started a series on the topic of speaking positive. I will link to the first episode here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you. I'm sending you light and love. I hope the rest of your day is amazing, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. If you're looking for more support on your journey and you want to join a lovely community of like-minded people, please head over to our website at shinefirsttoday.com. We have a number of resources to help guide you on your journey. I'm sending you light and love. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.